Can I just tell you how much I love my Sotva mattress? We recently got new mattresses, got them from Sotva, and I have to tell you, it is absolutely amazing. I am sleeping through the night. I feel like I'm staying at a five-star hotel every night, and it is just the most amazing experience. Um, there's a location coming in Paramus. They have a location in D.C. They definitely have a location in New York. I'm telling you, run, don't walk. Go check out Sattva. So let me tell you, it is a premier online luxury mattress and bedroom furnishings brand. With a commitment to quality, sustainability, and health, Sattva offers a curated selection of handcrafted, made-to-order mattresses for every type of sleeper and luxurious accessories, including sheets, pillows, and bed frames. Visit them online at sattva.com and experience smarter luxury sleep. And when you use the coupon code Gale Davis, you will receive $225 off a mattress purchase of $1,000. Once again, that's Gale Davis, and it's G-A-I-L-D-A-V-I-S, Sattva. Welcome to episode 106. I am your host, Gail M. Davis, and this is Design Perspectives. Welcome to the Design Perspectives podcast. I am your host, Gail Davis. I will talk all things design from expectation to reality, from what to expect when working with designers as well as the trades. And from time to time, current events will seep their way into the conversation. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and listen. Hello, hello. Welcome back. I am so excited for today's guest. If you know anything about me, I am not shy. I will walk up to people and let them know how I feel about them. And I mean that in a great way where I allow, I share, I, I love to share with people um, how they inspire me and how much I love their work and how great they are. And then I force them to be my BFF. Uh, it's just who I am. It's the Taurus in me. And this person, <laughs> I walked up to her and I was like, I'm Gail Davis. She's like, I know who you are. And I was so taken aback because I'm like, oh my God. Today's guest is Kelly Lamb. She is... I mean, there's just so many great things to say about her. She is the editorial director and co-principal at Rue Magazine. She is also the author of Home with Rue, Style for Everyone. And we get into, you're going to hear all this noise in the background, even when I'm on the phone with her. I mean, yes, when I'm on the phone, I'm interviewing her because the pages, everything's going. Listen, I keep it 100% real. This is who I am, people. Um, if you want perfection, don't come here. Um so the foreword is written by Nate Burkus, and she talks about how she, you know, comes from Boise to San Francisco, and uh, we discuss everything, but I really jump right into the book because it is, if you haven't ordered the book yet, because it doesn't come out until May 27th, you need to get a copy. It is really such an amazing design book, and you get to see a lot of different styles, um, a lot of different designers and how they think. And you get to see and read why Kelly picked them. I have to tell you, page 100 is actually one of my favorites. It's because I don't like islands, right? 
I don't like an island in a kitchen. I just feel like it's this massive piece of furniture that you're like circling around like a vulture, right? I like a table. I like banquettes. But this individual, um, the designer put an island, but it was elevated. And you'll see what I'm saying. You just have to buy the book. But we talk about it. So I'll give you a couple of topics uh, from the contents. Uh, make an entrance. It talks about entryways, easy living in your living room, pull up a chair, dining rooms, the new bar and restaurant kitchens. Because really, if you think about it, and especially now that I'm renovating my kitchen, it does have more of a, I mean, it will have a homey feel, but it, it has more of a, like a grown and sexy vibe, if that makes sense. And if you follow me on Instagram, I will be posting pictures because it's just what I need to do with all of you or just for myself and to get um, some feedback. Because once again, when you're working on your own stuff, it can you can become so narrow-minded and not really think outside the box and you just need someone to push you over the edge and be like, what about this? But anyway, jumping back to Kelly. Um, Rest and relaxation, the bedroom, the loo, bathrooms, the rumpus room, kids space, something extra, get organized and take it outside regarding outdoor spaces. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this interview with Kelly. It was absolutely refreshing for me. And it's all about girl power and, you know, celebrating women in position. And especially if they have become more than an ally and they are an accomplice. So here you go. Without further ado, Kelly Lamb. Hey, Kelly, thank you so much for coming on. I am so excited. Before you say anything, I absolutely love this book. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm, I was so surprised um, when you Instagrammed that you'd received an early copy and then it was like nerves, like, oh my gosh, I hope Gail likes it. No, it was, it, it's so good. Okay. I'm just, going to be jumping all over the place because, you know, I feel like I'm all over the place. Anyway, first off, I went through the whole book. It is dog-eared. It is highlighted. It has, um, was it post-its all over it? There are so many notes. The first thing I want to say is the kitchen on page 100 that has the raised island. I hate islands and kitchens. I'm going to be very honest about that um, <laughs> because I grew up with having a table in my grandparents' kitchen and then, you know, a formal dining table. But the way the designer did that island was amazing. And like, I probably have seen it before, but it was just like taking the time to sit down and like your book is just such a page turner and it pulls in and I love the stories and I love the captions. I love the, the table of contents and how it's broken down. Like it, you just did an amazing job. Oh my gosh, that I thank you so much. It definitely, and I flipped to page 100 to see <laughs> that kitchen as well. <laughs> it's um, Alessia, the designer who did that. I thought it was so clever because it, it does feel a bit like that table, you know, where you yeah. could get your family could gather. And I was really hopeful. Of course, I'm not a designer, but I, share designers work and that you know really enjoy the storytelling behind spaces and I was I'm glad that that's what you noticed because I was hopeful as people do read it that it would inspire them to look at their own homes or spark memories of spaces that they loved oh my god like the whole book okay so now I'm, I'm really jumping all over here so <laughs> on page 212 that bar that um was it 
the wine storage, and I'm forgetting the word, so don't crucify me, people, is amazing. And I love the flooring on 213. I'm flipping, I'm flipping to, <laughs> oh, yes. And the, I don't know what that wine storage is called either, <laughs> but the wallpaper to me is, it's a bunch of monkeys drinking and smoking. Oh, I love that. Which I think is so hilarious. It is. I, it, like, it's, it's very it, wacky. This is what design is to me. When people say, oh, the details are, you know, design is in the details, yada, yada, yada. And then there's no details. But this book, you can tell, like you handpicked everyone because every page I feel has like some, some amazing details in there and very nuanced and it just pulls you in. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is a design book. Like it's going up there with Stephen Gambrell where it's like my Bible now that I just flip back to and like, you know, I love that. Oh, okay. I got to make a note of that. Where did I see that? And I'm like, oh, it's that damn rude book. Let me go get it. <laughs> ultimate that damn rue book i i think i'll get that tattooed <laughs> like it's just amazing okay okay hold on so let me go back i love that you started with making an entrance because can i tell you a lot of designers or a lot of people not designers i'll say people who live in their homes they don't think about the entryway they just come through the door and then everything just drops and i love that you have the make an entrance because that is super important. And, you know, it's also at the beginning of the book. So it'll make people think more about how you want to enter a home or enter a space and what is greeting you. And for me, it always starts with the hardware on the door because that I feel like that's the um, the prelude to like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen yes. in there? It's so, um, it's funny that you mentioned that people don't think of that. And I was guilty of it myself because we moved into our home right at the same time I was finishing the book manuscript which was <laughs> not stressful at all <laughs> but cake we, our cake home, is a, <laughs> home is a, a Spanish style and it had a little niche at the door and immediately we were putting like mail and keys and dumping stuff there and there's one a very similar image in the book where it was like don't put stuff here make it decorative so that it's calming when you get home <laughs> and I felt so like looking at my own house like maybe you could take your own advice and so <laughs> we scrapped all the keys moved them somewhere else where it won't be the first thing you know this dumping ground and it has made such a like subtle little difference to have a piece of art and it's like yes this is our home this is our calm space as opposed to this is everything that was at the bottom of my purse. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, where's my cell phone? It's at the door. Where are my keys? It's on the floor. Where's the dog leash? It's on the floor. Like you have to really make it make sense. And I think a lot of people don't do that. They just go, I just want to get in. I just want to get to the, they go straight to the living room, but I'm like, what about your vestibule area? What does it yes. say? Like, what does your entrance say to people? And most recently, we I did the wallpaper over in our vestibule, and it I used Schumacher's um, wallpaper called Love. So that's all that you see is this word Love plastered everywhere, and it's really beautiful. It's like a nice rhythm to it. And um, I put a mirror there, and you know, then there's a basket on the other side. But it it really makes a difference because when people come in, they're like, "Wow, this is nice." Well, it not only is impressive, but I kind of likened 
you know, it's kind of your portal, like transporting you from outside the home to your space. True. And the home is so important. And so that you have love, that is so special because it it's that's a really nice portal. <laughs> like I'm leaving the chaos of the world and I'm now home with my love, my pets, my husband, all of that. It's like such a such a marker for returning to your your space in the world. Oh, I love it. Every time I walk through, um, I'm like going to hit every topic in your book because it's just really amazing. <laughs> People, you need to go pre-order. It comes out May 24th, but you need to get on it now, sister and brothers. <laughs> um, because it's just, you know, people come out with design books and they're kind of like, okay. You know, it's it's a lot of pretty pictures, but not a, a lot of information given or storytelling and things that, you know, the way you write, it makes me think a lot about things where I'm like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Or that's a good point, you know, and hence the highlighting and the underlining and the dog-eared <laughs> uh, portions of this book. But I love that you go through the house step by step. I love that you have easy living, talking about living rooms because it's very necessary. And sometimes that's all people have is a living room. They don't have a family room. So then that becomes, you know, an all in one. And like, how do you want to live in that? Mm-hmm. I love that you have pull up a chair, the dining room, which is super that whole pull up a chair made it's like it, it tells a story within itself because so many people get do dining room tables and they put benches and I'm like yeah that's good for like picnics but if I'm drinking at your dining table I'm gonna need to lean back a bit you <laughs> it's- know it's so it's so funny you mentioned that because our last um our rental house in LA before we moved here had I just thought the bench was what was so trendy and it was going to be perfect for our space and keep the open flow. And no one ever wanted to like come over for dinner. <laughs> no, because <laughs> there wasn't a spot to comfortably sit, you know, late into the night and chat. It was more like, let's eat. And then the night time to go. Yeah. <laughs> <you know? laughs> so with this, I really learned my lesson and, took me all of nine months probably to choose dining chairs and it was the key thought was it has to be something that will (laughs) entice my guests to like stay for a game of uno after dinner (laughs) (laughs) stay late open another bottle of wine where you can sit and really connect with your people versus something formal or something that you know looks pretty you want it to be a place that people want to be true True. It's funny that people don't, they, they don't understand, like, you need to pick dining chairs, just like you pick living room, like, you know, a sofa. It has to be comfortable. Yes. I, I it ha- really. Go ahead. It does. I'm flipping through now going, are there any benches? And I don't think that there <laughs> are. I think that subconsciously I was like, benches are wrong. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's any benches in here. I don't think. No, a few cats. And a few non-upholstered chairs, but that doesn't mean that they're not comfortable. (laughs) Right. No. And that's the other thing. Like, you really have to think about that because we have, we have a lot of dinner parties here. Um, And it is funny when I say, let's move to the living room. They're like, no, why? We're fine here. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh, okay. So we'll just stay here. And we literally will sit in my dining room until like one or two o'clock in the morning, just laughing, joking, 
just sharing. And I always pat myself in the back because I was like, I did this one right. You know, and then you know yes. what you did wrong in the house too. When you just like, when people go, I love that. You're like, please don't look closer. This this piece is a mess, but okay. So, you know, I, I'm excited about that, that I did the dining chair right because a lot of people just think get a chair and you'll be fine. I also love that you put the new bar and restaurant. And that really is what, it, that's my mindset going into renovating my kitchen. Yeah, I think I had some concerns, you know, as things have started opening up. The bulk of this was obviously written when we were still in lockdowns and trying to be mindful of writing and in a way that was relevant to what I know, and you know, what we were experiencing, which was we weren't going out to eat as often. We weren't, we were at home and congregating in the kitchen and learning to cook because admittedly I was did not learn to cook until, <laughs> until about March 2020 which I mentioned in the book um <laughs> it's not like a proud moment <laughs> okay so I know um, how to cook but I don't my husband cooks period that is a good I mean that's a good trade-off you pick out the perfect dining chair to enjoy <laughs> the great meals that's it I tell people oh yes come over for, for dinner great and then I walk and I was like, by the way, I just invited 10 people over for dinner tomorrow night. What do you think we should do? And he goes, you did what? what? <laughs> I mean, it's, it is the new bar and restaurant. And I think that as we want our kitchens to be really functional and places that we enjoy being versus like begrudgingly reheating yes. some leftovers or like doing the dishes for it. I mean, if you have to do the dishes, it should be first of all, in a really functional sink or dishwasher. Yes. And also in a place that you're not miserable being. So likening it to like, what is your favorite bar or restaurant? How can you get those elements where you feel less, you know, where eating in and cooking at home is just as much of a treat. Love that. Going out. Love that. I want to talk about rest and relaxation, the bedrooms. What did you learn in this, in this chapter? <laughs> It also, uh, well, I didn't learn anything about how to rest or relax, <laughs> but I did. It just sounded good. I envisioned, I envisioned a lot of rest. I think too, I mean, that was also going, kind of looking to your favorite commercial spaces, right? Like what are the best hotels? Like you think of the, your favorite hotel you've ever stayed in and how can you make your own house feel that way? And yes, I focused on that while I wasn't in any beautiful hotels. So wait, what do you have a favorite hotel? Oh my gosh, I actually do in uh, Florence, Italy, which so now that I'm saying it sounds a little pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> but it was my first time very highbrow, um, very high really going to Italy or uh -huh. going to Europe. And it was in Florence and it's called Ultrano Splendid, which is not how you say it if you are Italian. <laughs> but um, you know, we had to go, it felt like we were staying at like, like we had a really cool Italian friend and they gave us the keys to their apartment wow. is how it felt. But it was like this really special boutique hotel with mm -hmm. I think 11 rooms and every room was different and it was a mix of antiques and the window, I remember just like the sheer window coverings just kind of billowing in the breeze and being like, well, this is heaven. Perhaps I'm not at this hotel at all. Perhaps I've died. <laughs> and that is whenever someone, you know, and it's not a frilly or fancy place, but they made it very comfortable and very much, we were on the other side of the world that felt like 
it was home. It's not like perhaps we had packed up our lives and we're living in Italy, which doesn't sound like a bad idea. No, days. it doesn't. It's It sounds really nice. You know, it's funny because that's what I think of when um doing bedrooms or working on, you know, people's bedrooms. It's always like a hotel feel for me. And I say that in a yes. sense, like I want it to be inviting and, 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 um, just like you never want to leave. And my conversations with my clients all the time are like, well, you know, you, you pay all this money to stay at this high-end hotel, but then you come back to your house and it falls off. Like, why wouldn't you take that money and, you know, probably forego vacation a year or two and just invest it into your home to create the space. My favorite hotel and I have yet to stay there, which I am hoping to do next year or planning to do next year, I should say, is at home in um, Sweden. I think it's in Sweden. Oh, yes. I just so love... I was going to ask you. I wasn't going to let you move on to another <laughs> chapter and telling you what my favorite hotel was. I watched... Was it on Netflix that... Um, I think they profiled it on that abstract. Yes. Um, uh, yes. Ilsa Crawford did it. Yes. Yes. And I and was like, genius. I have to stay there too. Let me know when you're going. I'll meet. <laughs> we'll go there. Cause I was like, how much? I was like, wait, so this is for each night. And the woman was like, yes. I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'll get back to you in a minute. But now I'm like, oh yeah, I can go. The other hotel that I've been fascinated with and I've been following on Instagram, I think it's called the maker hotel, maybe the Mark hotel. I'll put it in the show notes afterwards. Now I can, I'm on my phone, so I can't look. Um, I think it's the Maker Hotel. I just love, okay, so I have a fixation with bedding. I used to intern at Bunny Williams, aka work there, and Casa Del Bianco makes all of their bedding for them. I became so fascinated with them. I only do custom bed linen now, period. It that is, is such, well, I'm frantically taking notes because <laughs> I recently discovered um <laughs> I was talking to my husband and I had read a book by um, Casey Wilson. She's this really talented TV writer and actress. And she wrote an entire chapter about how she's a bed person. And I love her. I had never felt so understood. Like she's like, if I could, I would take every meeting from my bed. I would eat every meal in my bed. And 1000% really related to it. 1000%. And now I'm going, you can have custom bed linens. Why don't I have custom? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture. And when I wash them, here's how I wash them. Okay, by the way, I'm in pajama bottoms. I shouldn't say that, but I am. Um, I switched. I wash, I no chlorine, no, was it chlorine? Listen to me, Clorox, whatever it's called, because I don't use it. Um, but I do, I do a little bit of baking soda and a, like a teaspoon of uh, vinegar. When you take your sheets out and put them on your bed, take a nice shower, like scrub your body and get into the sheets, you're going to pass out. It is such a different feeling. I cannot even begin to tell you, like the next time I come to California, I'm going to make your bed for you. Please, please. <laughs> and then I'll say, Gail, you have to leave. I have to take a shower. And come <laughs> like it is the most amazing thing. And then I also like to um, iron my bed linen. Yes, I'm a freak. Um, but I, I, it's just such a different way of living. And once you do that for yourself, first of all, they last for at least 10 years. Like this, it's so well-made. It's like this little Italian 90-year-old woman at the loom 
creating your bed linen for you. And like you get to pick the threading, everything and make it exactly the way you want it. And it is the most divine thing. Like if, if, if it's one splurge you can have a year, I would be like, make that one year, do that for yourself. I think that's so, well, and I, what's the statistics? You're, like most of your life is in bed, whether you're a bed person or not. True. <laughs> you know, people that wake up early and go on long runs, I don't relate to them, but there are also, <laughs> like your bedroom, they're there, it's where you spend every day starts and ends in the same place. No, it's and true. I think it should be special. And, and, you, and it should. And that's why I don't understand when they're like, oh, just go. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like for the primary bedroom for you and your spouse, this is something you need to treat yourself to. And then once you do, you'll, you'll be like, what was I sleeping on before and why? That's Well, I also, the a few years ago, I really became a pajama person as well. And that was like, <laughs> why would you, you're asleep? Like what? treat yourself to a great pair of pajamas yep. because you know, when you like fall asleep and like I fell asleep <laughs> in a big flannel shirt and like the cuffs were suffocating me. Yes. <laughs> Why would it, don't do that. Get yeah. the pajamas and yeah. just treat yourself. Treat be, yourself. Kind to, be kind Every, to yourself. Everything's so hard. That should be the opposite. <laughs> oh, 100%. You should want to like, be like, Oh my God, this morning driving back from, um, this stone yard I went to in Queens, I was like, can I, can I get in bed now? And I was like, oh, I got the interview first. And then I got to get my eyes checked, but I'm going to make sure I'm in my pajamas and in bed by six o'clock tonight. <laughs> like this is, this is what I think about, which is so sad. I'll do the rest of my work. I'll sketch from yeah. my bed. It's okay. When it's can okay. I lay down? Yes. Um, yes. I think actually a lot of people have asked what my favorite chapter to write was and it was a tie between i think bed and bathroom perhaps which is what i was going to go to next the loo because the loo i think and that was that was a the um chapter title was a bit of like a cheeky nod to um amy bartlett who is an english photographer and a lot of her work is in the in the book Uh um and i also she gives me a hard time because i'm like an anglophile like i keep up with all of the royal news for no reason it's not useful <laughs> i pay attention to it all and so calling it the loo was kind of a, a wink to her well i i love it and i love that you know you went through and you explained i think people that's another space that people miss or mess up or they overthink and they want so much in there and i was like no sometimes you don't need a lot you know make it yeah. make it and you know impactful like my powder room it's so funny when people come over they go and they're like oh my god i need to talk to you when i get out i was like yeah when you get out it's okay you don't need to scream through <laughs> it's um well, that was the one where you know for anyone who's not in the industry who finds themselves with a copy of the book i really made sure to mention like please just talk to a plumber or a contractor before <laughs> Because I worry, you know, you see such beautiful spaces and there a lot of folks are DIY inclined. Mm. I am not personally, Uh -uh. Uh -uh. (laughs) you know, make sure you really think about like things that seem so mindless, but that if they're overlooked is a big problem. Like if you can't reach the toilet paper, yeah, (laughs) like little things. So if if someone's not working with a designer, like, please just here are a few really important details that I hope you consider before 
updating anything. Um, yeah. Which always feels so silly, but then you find yourself in a bathroom where you can't reach the toilet paper. It's a big problem. No, it is. <laughs> yeah. If it's down the hallway, that's a problem. Um, <laughs> but you, it, it's, once again, it is an amazing book and I'm, I'm not going to take up any more of your time because I've probably spoken to you for like two hours before this podcast. Um, I mean, it was the highlight truly of my Monday. Is it Monday? That's I know, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So before we go, tell the people where they can find you. I'm going to plug the heck out of this book and talk about it a lot. So just get ready. And um, yeah, where can we find you, my love? Well, of course, um, roomag.com and Room Magazine on Instagram. And then I'm Kelly Lamb underscore. I have one of those pesky underscores <laughs> <laughs> on my username. But I love, um, I, I'm really grateful for social media specifically because I can connect with people. You know, you have access to people that maybe you only heard on a podcast. So um, if anyone wants to find me, I would love that. Yay. And, and, and- it's really thank important. you truly so much it's such a a vulnerable thing you know I dreamt like my whole life I'm gonna write a book I'm gonna write a book and now that I have I'm like oh no people are gonna read it <laughs> <laughs> well it's an amazing book people and you really need to get out there and get it and I'm not gonna listen I'm not saying this because I absolutely adore her but you really need to get like two or three copies one for yourself one to stay in your office if you're an interior designer and then one to give as a gift to someone so there you go. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> this really has been um, a highlight of my day. I'm proud of us for laughing instead of crying. Yes. Was- <laughs> yes. Cause we did think we were going to cry a lot. Cause we did start off that way, but oh my God, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the design perspectives podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gail M. Davis. I really appreciate you listening. Please don't forget to rate me on iTunes. It is super important. It will help people to find where we are located. And the Design Perspectives podcast is also available on Design Network Platform. Thank you so much. Enjoy your day.